podcast, a podcast where three friends are there drinking professional football, stash to West children, when they all discover food, have their say on the Premier League. Coach, where are Tottenham fans at? I uh, left them at home, man. <laughs> it's surprising. Right, all the past few weeks has been, been enough non-stop top. What, what happened? Um, what happened this past week? I think what happened was they took an L after receiving an L in midweek and truth be told, oh. truth be told, oh. I told you I messaged you as a City fan, there's also a Spurs fan that's supposed to come on. I'm not going to bait names, but they don't want to come on. No. I mean, we got, we got, we got a United, London-based United fan, so technically you're a Tottenham fan anyway, so wow. at, least, at least you're here. You're here. Wow. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm just not involved, man. I don't even like football anyway, so like, <laughs> I ain't involved, man. We are joined by, of course, by the other person, Coach Coach. How you doing, sir? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Just living this tier four lifestyle, just like the rest of you. So every time you say tier four, it sounds like tier four. I don't know why. I can't. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. Like, I thought, I thought my man was saying tier four, and I mean, like, what's he talking about tier four? <laughs> now, like, that's just mad random. Slow it down. Slow, <laughs> slow the word. Uh, I'm, I'm not even in London no more. So like, living yeah. this tier four lifestyle. There we go. Still, 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 still. <laughs> and I'm also, we are joined by Big Gunner. How you doing, sir? I'm all right, man. Thank you for having me on, man. Like, oh, you're welcome. Most welcome. Yeah. Feeling blessed to be here, man. Uh, not blessed with the football team, though, I, I imagine. Nah, but I'm just living that tier four lifestyle. There we go. I'm living that tier four lifestyle. Tier four all the way. That's what I'm living. Uh, Let's start. Where shall we start? I guess because we got the Arsenal. I'll say we'll leave Arsenal to last. No, no. Start, start first, man. Start okay. first, man. Yeah, start first. Get, get, out, get out of the way, man. Cause get out of the way. Arsenal... <laughs> We lost this weekend, Everton 2, Arsenal 1, unsurprisingly, that we got, uh, picked up another L, I would say. Um, Rob you Holding on. Fan, yeah? yeah. Okay. Sadly. Oh, cool. oh, it's two against one. That's all right. I'm happy. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, wait, wait. Hold on. <laughs> to be honest, if there's any beef, I'm not backing it. Not for this club. <laughs> no, <man. laughs> not the current state. Um, what's your take on what's going on at Arsenal? Arteta you know, out. Fair you know enough. the joke here, yeah? you know, you know, I was mad confident, yeah, that we was gonna beat Everton, you know. I was I was mad, I was super duper confident that we was gonna beat them, and I don't even know, I don't even know, man. I, I just don't even know what's going on, to be honest. Like it's hard to tell, there's just too much going on. And obviously, it starts from the board and goes down to the manager, then goes down to the players. My main beef with Arteta is taking a job. He took the job, ready being a player for Arsenal. He knows what the board is like. He knows how the club is run. He knows the foolishness they're going to come with. Why take the job? And now you could have, he could potentially have, he's obviously going to get jobs again, but he could have potentially have killed his managerial career by taking this job. And I think he's, he's taking L's for them. Like mm. he's just been a yes man because this is his first job. He's just walked into this like very big job. He can't really be. He could, but then he would lose his job if he started turning around and saying no to things that he knows he should be saying no to. So he's just he's just taking L's constantly for for the club, and I I think that's what I blame him for. There are things on the pitch that are a bit dubious, but. At the same time, like you gotta stop taking else for this club, man. Like for me, he should just walk away because it's not gonna get any better for him. Like 
it's it's over for him in it like i know there are certain players leaving in the summer but while there's still players there from Wenger's era while there's players from Emery's era while Edu and their man are still there cuz their man are looking hella suspicious right now like mm. when i'm looking at their pictures and stuff their man are just they're swindling money they're doing some some mad craziness cuz we're signing just random players for random sums of money like the Pepe one it's i've got nothing against Pepe it's not his fault in it but why is the little uh owner coming out and saying that we don't know why they've paid so much for for Pepe for me that's something dodgy like something there has gone on where someone's making money out of this and it's it's to do with agents isn't it like they work together get a bit of money in and out it's just it's all dodgy but things are not going to change while we've got this board in it oh i've been here before oh god hmm Oh, it's like, the only people I've said that about my team. Oh, you're at that stage, bro. It's not like, good. It's, just, it's, it's, it's done. It's done. We're, we're, we're done out here, man. But let's talk about let's talk about that that I guess relationship between Edu and and Kia. Is it Jobashan? I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. Um, what is going on? Because I think I, I don't know who said it, but um, somebody in the press said that they need to get rid of. Every single one of his 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 players. That means William. That means Luis. I think Martinelli's also um, his his agent as well. So that that means him. Um, they need to get rid of all of the his players because he's just such a he's he's such a bad guy. It seems like because um, I think they were saying that at Inter Milan, uh, Inter Milan just got rid of all of his agents. And now they went on this. They, they, yeah. on, they went yeah. on this run. This winning. Run Coutinho, who's also um, represented by him, goes to Barcelona. Even though I think he's been made made a scapegoat just a little bit, and uh, obviously their form hasn't exactly been great unless you count winning leagues, which yeah. they seem not to. And now Arsenal. I mean, we I think it was this year when we or last year when we got uh, David Luiz. Looked like he's gone down a downward spiral. Got Willian, and it just hit. It just knows that now we're what fifteenth, potentially sixteenth. Is it? Simply get rid of that relationship, or maybe just maybe we might sign some decent players. We've got to stop getting Chelsea's rejects. Yeah, that, that that'll be a start in it. But if you're going to get these people, yeah, get them for a bloody year. Do not give them three years. How can you give a man three years? Like what? What? How does that even make sense? That doesn't even make mm. sense. Prove your prove yourself, and we'll give you an extension in it. Like. Now, William knows he's got three years, so he's laughing because what, what, if we try to get rid of him now, we're going to have to pay him off big money in it. So mm-hmm. he's laughing. David Luiz should be gone at the end of the season, but at the moment, we do not know what's going on because the craziness that we're hearing that man tried to give Mustafi a new contract and bear mad things like that. It's just like it's just all mind blowing. But for me, it's to do, it's something somewhere that. Money is being made. And the only reason why I think that Arsenal are going to have a big January is because the owners, their money is getting messed with now. Because if Arsenal were to get relegated, they <laughs> no longer make money. They no longer make money. In the Premiership, they're making money in it. If Arsenal get into Europe, they're making money. But as soon as that stops, because we're not getting into Europe, unless we win the FA Cup or the League Cup, we're not getting into Europe on, 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 on league position. So now that's messing with their money. So now they have to invest. They know they have to invest. If they don't invest, their money's gone. 
because they can't make money if we're not in Europe. But what does investment? Well, what does investment look like for you? Because I mean, last season we spent what is it, eighty million? We got uh, Thomas Partey. That was obviously the last minute deal, so that wasn't good in terms of getting him up to speed with the way Arsenal yeah, play. No. Now he's injured. Um, um, Gabriel was like thirty odd million. So what is what is investment for you? Yeah, I, I mean, I, for, for me, me that, that's that's been two good signings. Oh, oh obviously Partey hasn't been a good signing because we don't he hasn't played. But hasn't played. Hmm. Yeah. Gabriel has been been a good signing, so you can't you can't really argue with that. But you need to argue with how are you giving them man their seventy seven million? Where is I don't know like little words catalog installments things like uh, uh, whatever you're doing, don't be giving them man their that can't be spending that sort of money, especially a position we don't need. That's what bugs me about the whole Pepe thing. It wasn't a position that we needed. At the time, I disagree like, with that. I think we definitely needed a right winger, but we, we, we lost. We couldn't. Up. I know, but we couldn't defend. So, like you win, yeah, you but win. We, we, we had. I still think, yeah, we had enough. Like to to get, we wouldn't be blowing teams away, but we had enough to get mm. results with with the forward players. But we needed to 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 invest in protecting the defense and probably getting another good defender in. They probably yeah. thought they did with Saliba, but obviously that just looks like another money-making scam. I don't know how what's happened there. No, I, I feel I feel that's, that's Mikel Arteta's um, just playing favourites. To be honest with you, I don't think that's anything to do with him because would look you at, not... just look at the way Fofana is playing for Leicester, twenty years old, around the same age as Saliba. He's yeah. balling out, and he was meant to be better than. And Saliba was meant to be better than Fofana, so I don't know what's what's going on with that. Dude. So either he's not doing well in training, or yeah. Mikarata just doesn't like the look of him. Yeah, and I, and I think again, this I don't know. Like he's not even in the squad. That's what's worrying me. Like he's not even in the squad. Yeah. That's that's worrying. So is he that bad that he can't make the squad? And another thing I'll say about Arteta is the whole non-negotiables thing just looks like crap because yeah. None of them players are negotiating and not doing what he's telling them to do because he's not said that they're about to lose every week. So they're not doing what he's saying. And if you're honestly telling me that El Nenny, Shaka, Willock, any of these guys are better than Ozil at football, then slap me right now if anybody thinks that. Like, you can slap me. I'll give you a free slap in it. Like, <laughs> no, nobody can tell me. Like, regardless of how bad Ozil was playing, these guys, none of these guys are better than him. Um, he wasn't, like we he could, wasn't playing bad though. That's, that's the thing I always disagree with. That's, he wasn't what, that's, bad. What, that's, what, that's what don't make no sense is that he trusted him up until lockdown, didn't he? Played him in every mm. match. Mm. Then lockdown come and then someone says something to him, innit? Whether it's to do with the off the pitch money, he's going to get mad bonus if, if we keep playing him or what's going on in China and stuff like that. Something has happened. It's not footballing reasons. And that's what annoys me. Don't kick players out of the team for non-footballing reasons, especially when your team's doing rubbish in it. Like that's 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 my that's that's my view on it, isn't it? I mean, obviously another loss um away. So I mean the, the home form was was halted. The home elves was halted when we got a draw against <laughs> Southampton. Yeah. Uh are you still behind this manager or is or is the ship sailed? Right now, I'm I'm in between, man. Like mm. I'm in between. I'm in between the fact that I don't want him to get sacked. I, I just in life, I don't like people losing their jobs in it. Like, that's just me as a person. I don't like people losing their jobs. But at what stage 
do you say, okay, enough's enough now. We tried, we tried, and it and it didn't work. Like the perfect scenario for me would be for Arteta to walk away now, like just for just for himself in it, because he doesn't even look like he's enjoying it. Like he's not enjoying it. He looks stressed out. There's no smile on his face anymore. He's being too rigid. He's given instructions. He's telling everybody where to play. And it's just, it's, it's not working. And I think that's what Wenger had. He was, Wenger wasn't a tactician, but he let players be themselves. And that's why you got, when we had Sanchez and Ozil, that connection that they had together is because they were just being themselves. He was just like, get on the pitch, do whatever you want, but just win me the game. And we're not seeing that anymore. We're not seeing that anymore. And I think that's that's the major issue that we've got at the moment is that he's telling players how to play and you can't do that because mm. they're can not... I, yeah, can, I from, can I say from the outside, I think he has to be sacked because for me, it's... it's I can forgive any manager that's in a difficult situation. I understand your board has been poor for years. I understand Arsenal have had a recruitment problem for years that we've seen that, especially in the defensive area. It hasn't been good enough overall. It hasn't been a satisfying Arsenal defence. Um, goalkeeping after, I say after Lehman has been very, very poor, to be honest, in terms of signings as well, overall. Um, but my problem with Arteta is the the lineups and the way he approaches some games just don't make sense and they don't really bring out the best of players that you have and someone like Saka who's making the best of a bad situation because he is determined because when he gets the ball he tries to drive forward but this is someone that's going from left wing to attacking midfielder to center midfielder to left central midfielder in a 4-3-3 and then in the the North London derby end of the game at right back this is a guy that's a pure winger who when he's played there for Arsenal he's been absolutely devastating but in that position yeah. is okay. Okay, he's but he's been good. He's been all right. He's, he's been good. He's, he's been he's good. Getting better. Yeah. And in his position is your most prominent goal scorer. He's hurting his his chances of winning games, and I don't know whether he's. At first, I used to come here and I thought I saw a, a plan of he was just trying to bolster the defense, make them stronger first before he built that going forward. But in the since the season started, I've seen a complete regression, and it's been quick. It's been so quick. You've gone from being defensively tough because maybe of numbers or because of um, structure to even if you play five at the back, teams are finding it easy to get in behind and score goals eventually. And that's where I feel like he's hurting himself. And because the, the selections don't make choice, um, um, don't make sense and the way he approaches the game doesn't make sense to me, I feel like at this point, you guys are talking about saving him. I mean, Mercy, I've just literally just taken the lead. The game just started. <laughs> like, this, is stuff, this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about it's like this like the approach to the game is very weird and the selection yeah. is very weird and that's why I feel like Gabriel Jesus as well he's on, he's on a goal drought so there you go and yeah, I mean, goal is very easy as well they're just walking through it's so simple so like, I just I just don't me, feel like today, he, should have, he should have just put out what I've been saying is that he should be putting out the team that plays in the Europa League he should be putting them guys out in the league to be fair because them man, they they've been they they at least look like they're trying. They look you like they're trying. They're tr- you can say that they're trying, but they're trying against teams like I don't know, was it Dun- Dull Dark or yeah? But some of these teams, some of the teams that they've played, sorry, they're they're like bottom of the league league teams, isn't it? Like, so we should. Like, I don't know. If you play them, if you play some of those guys that are playing, you know, like the Halen guys that want to play for Arsenal, 
not just there just to pick up a wage. And I think that's another problem that we give people such high wages, even in the youth team, that them and they're they're happy just to chill, you know. Like in what other walk of life here yeah, can you just pick up grands and just chill without doing anything? Look, you have to turn up to training. I and mean, there's a part of that, but then again, there's professional pride, and I feel like a lot of these players have professional pride. And I don't think they do. I've, I think that, well, there's, there's a few that probably maybe don't. There's a few. I agree that there are a few. Maybe Jacka, maybe Mustafi. I mean, definitely Jacka, definitely Mustafi. Uh, few, few defend uh, Mustafi, hundred percent. Could you can you say Orb is there just to pick up a wage like a Z? I don't know. I, I feel like it's. I feel like it's over overdoing it on the tactics, just telling them what to do. And yeah, that's like, coach said, like, just let them play. Just, uh, I, the first thing, the thing that gave me. That, Put me, uh, maybe stop in my, in my, uh, when I and contemplate, oh, maybe this guy might have been the wrong people. When, when I think it came out in the training pitch, like when his, one of his first few sessions was that one of the few, one, a few of the players were doing skill moves and he stopped them from doing that because he said, Are you going to do that in the game? It's like, what, why, why can't they do that in the game? So he, yeah. it looks like he's, he's so focused on his tactics that he's just, He's overdrilling them, and it is, and it's not working. So it's either revert, not revert. It's either change your game plan, which he won't do because he he he's 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 got a confidence in his ability, which, in my opinion, is un, un unjustified. Um, and he's going to stick to it. So I feel like he it's it's it's, it's time for him to go because the problem 15th, is, yeah, and the problem and we're is going to be sixteen points if Burnley win. So we've been closer and closer to the relegations. Once you've been working under Guardiola, you probably think feel like you're invincible, isn't it? Like Guardiola, Guardiola was bigging them up. Like loads of people, like the players are bigging them up at Man City, saying you know Arteta is a big reason. But being a coach and being a manager are two different things. And if if you don't have if everything's not running smoothly within the club, within everything. You're going to fail, like, like all these little snitches coming out saying that people are having <laughs> fights and all of that, all of that mad thing. That's and that's big man doing it as well, you know. That's what's that's yeah. what's frightening. That's big man doing that stuff. Like and that, that shows to me that he doesn't have control of that dressing room. Yeah, and once that. you lose the dressing room, it's a wrap. It's this, a wrap. This is the exact same thing. Uh, it's not the exact same thing, but this is the sort of thing why I don't like. I feel like some of the players at Man United don't fully respect Ole because like there's not many walks of life where you make double triple four times more than your manager mm. like and if you feel like you're bigger and better than your manager how do you listen like how do you listen to him like for obviously Ole was a legend for Man United but he wasn't like Ronaldo so I think the same with Arteta. Like, he wasn't a great footballer. He was just good. Like, he's a new manager. How do you get respect from someone that's just new to the, new to it and managing a big club? If he had gone away, learned his trade and come back, that's different. But he's coming first. Boom. Yeah. You either, you either no, get respect by results, results or... You know, get results, so the respect like, is I'm, gone. I, I imagine... If anybody but Zidane during that Gareth Bale situation was in that it was in that Gareth Bale situation, he would have lost to dressing room. Yeah. Guaranteed. But he didn't, and he ends up winning four Champions League. What is it? Four? Three. Three Champions Three. League. Three. Three. So is I, I I I just don't see it getting any better. 
And it's not. people saying that it can't get worse because we're Arsenal are deluded because it can get worse. We can yeah. get relegated. Fulham are picking up points here and there. West Brom or West Brom have gone. Sheffield have gone as well. But that third that third spot isn't guaranteed <laughs> as much as you think it is. Yeah. So okay. anyway, I feel like we've we've, we've talked about Arsenal. Twenty minutes. Let's for, move on, man. Not just twenty minutes. <laughs> like so for like past five, hey, ten. I don't know. Weeks. Um, but shout, shout out to Everton for a good result. Just what I'm putting in there. Uh, F4 <laughs> the teams that beat Arsenal, I screwed them. I don't care, I don't care about them. Um, big game, or not big game, big scoreline, uh, Crystal Palace 0-0, Liverpool 7. What, why? Just you know why? What? You know what? It looked like at some point Palace just weren't on it anymore. Mm. That's not trying to take away from what Liverpool done. Yeah. Liverpool were devastating. But if you look at you, you, I mean, I've complained. This is what episode one forty seven. So it's gonna be another episode of me defend and criticizing defending again, which is what not the hundred forty seventh time because I've criticized many teams in one podcast. So it's gonna be like the three hundred and signing time. <laughs> like you know, there's the art of has gone. That's it. Yeah, That's it. yeah, yeah. It's, it's completely gone. But at the end of the day, your job as a centre back or part of the defence is just to make it as difficult for the opposition to score so your goalkeeper can have an easy day. And I understand that sometimes when you're playing tricky players, it is kind of nerve-wracking and difficult to approach them because they could beat you in an instant. But I'd rather you be embarrassed by a piece of skill than making life easy for them by just backing off, backing off, backing off. And the last goal they scored, Salah's one, when he called it into the top corner. Wonderful strike. But I'm like, Salah's were approaching you and you are not, uh, you're not, you're not trying to engage him whatsoever. You're just letting him approach you, cut in and shoot. And that's the kind of thing that summed up their whole performance. And I have to give a, a special shout out to the absolutely embarrassing decision making of um, not Andre. He's a good brother, Jordan. Are you? <laughs> um, because that pass, when, when he was through it, Zaha like, yeah. was laying on the floor for like he's like he's lying there for ten seconds, wasn't he? Literally, yeah, yeah. He's like, what, standing uh, there. What are you? Like, what are you doing? Like the first he, twenty, the first twenty minutes of the game, you know they were they, they had on the road. That's the thing. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Like we were saying this the other day. Obviously, in any game, if you don't score, you don't win. But against Liverpool, you have to be. You have to take your chances. Every chance Ooh. you have, you have to have to take them. And if you take them, then you get what happened when they played Aston Villa. Like, I don't care. Everyone can be saying, um, what's his name? Playing centre-back. Uh, Fabiano playing centre-back. He's world-class. He's doing this. But he's still the weak link. Whenever they can see the goal, if you watch it, it's because he's done something. Because he's not naturally, that's not naturally what he does. That's so his positioning and stuff, it's always, it tends to come down his side, isn't it? So... That's where you can get at Liverpool, and but for me, if you like, you just have to take your chances with them. And like you say, my man got through on goal. I don't even know what he saw the pass. I, I just don't know. Like, I just don't know. I just of, don't know, man. One of the most jarring things, and this has been the thing about him because any Ghanaian that's listening to this, all I have to say is Ghana versus Germany World Cup, and you get the most scariest flashbacks of him <laughs> being in the same position. And executing it the same way. Like he's just not of a high level. And that's fine. Yeah. You don't have to be of a high level too. But when you like you just said, when you're in these kind of games, you need to take your chances well or at least make the goalkeeper work. That's yeah. all we ask for. 
and he didn't do that. But other than that, it was too easy for Liverpool after that. They got their yeah. goal in the first two minutes, and after that, was playing walking. It's a, it's a, it's a mixture of um, Liverpool being great and Crystal Palace being terrible. So when you get that mixture, you get seven nil in it. If you if Liverpool are good and Palace are playing all right, it's it's three or four nil in it. But literally, I think up until. Uh, the second half, then they score every shot they had. Liverpool, so pretty much, yeah. it was just like, yeah, you, you can't, yeah. you can't, you can't deal with that, can you? To mm. be honest, and let's talk about the Salah. Well, there's a few things to talk about. Salah, the Salah situation, and Salah being arguably one of the best, if not the best, winger in Premier League history. Where do you guys stand on that? And then we'll talk about the. It seems like there's a bit of dissent there, and it seems like he wants to be going. He wants to go to Madrid or something like that, but. We'll, we'll start with the first question. Is he is he the the best or or not or just he's, one of? He's one of because he's not the best. Ronaldo probably is the best winger in Premier League history. That's I think there is Salah Salah. I don't actually have a problem with Salah. I know a lot of people don't really like him because he's not as attractive on the eye. That's the that's the saying. Even though I don't find him unattractive on the ball, I actually think he's quite good to watch. Um, but his numbers are insane. That's his facts. His numbers are incredible. And what he's doing for Liverpool right now is is great. Um, but I feel like there's players, and I know people look at longevity as a negative thing. Me personally, I don't understand why that's a negative. But there are players that have been in the Premier League obviously much longer. They did it for much longer. There's players that have maybe multiple Premier League titles behind them. And they were key members of that. So, for example, Eden Hazard being one of them, for example, for Chelsea. Um, you know, my claim he's, is... Who he's clear of, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying that. It has a better, but you know what I'm saying. Just, just, just um, making sure. Just making sure. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Don't worry. <laughs> but yeah, and, but there's there's people that can argue these things, and this is why I don't mind that discussion. But what? But calling him the greatest, I think we jump into that too much. Is that the Van Dyke thing? Oh, me, me and Cahill were on this podcast highly praising Van Dyke at Southampton. He's gone to Liverpool. He's gone up a, another level. You know, second in Ballon d'Or list, but. Does his two free span overtake Rio? It's just to be out, man. It's just to be out because exactly. I, I, I want to get slaughtered, yeah. But go on, go on. I, I think he's good. That's it. Listen, this is why. When we had, when we had, um, when we had like on my one, we done the ten. Oh, sorry, on uh, Bobby's one, we've done 10, 10 uh, best centre-backs in Premier League history. Right. One person picked him in the 10. Oh, oh it's on my Van Dyke here, not to half work. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, Salah, Salah, again, Salah's just okay in it. Like, I think the difference between what I'll say with Salah and Ronaldo is if you put Ronaldo in any team, he bangs. I don't think Salah would do what he does if he wasn't playing on the clock. I think in because terms of the numbers, his intensity, his intense, his intensity and stuff comes from Klopp. So he would be good, he would be good, but he wouldn't score the thirties, the forties he scores. Ooh. He wouldn't score the thirties and the forties he scores. Interesting. Where City, Ronaldo, huh? definitely at City, he would. I think so. Like I'm saying, with managers that play that certain intensity of football, but if you put him in Man United's team, not saying Man like Man United. Uh, a bad team, but if you put him in their team, he doesn't do the same thing. Hundred percent. No, but if you say let's put, for example, Ronaldo in a Ronaldo, Ronaldo would bang if he was playing for Burnley. 
Yeah, to be fair, the aerial, the aerial prowess, yeah, with balls in his feet. Exactly, that, yeah, he'll just, exactly <laughs> that's what I'm saying. He'll just, he'll just go, center. it'll be like, okay, I'm a centre forward, that's not doing nothing. Just put the ball in a box, do them mad whipping crosses from, you know, them, I don't know, them Houghton guys, them, you know, them guys, <laughs> <laughs> them long throw guys, just, just bang it in the box and I'll be on the end of it. Like, that's that's what he does. And I think... But we're talking what, about we're talking about premiership, Ronaldo, here, not, not Cristiano... Overall, I think Cristiano now, yeah, fair enough. But Ronaldo back then, that like, like just says, brilliant. I think, I'm not saying he wasn't brilliant. I'm just, I'm just saying he wasn't as brilliant as he, as he became. Yeah. Oh yeah, he leveled up. Yeah, he leveled up. I just, I just, I, I, I disagree. Because don't you think Mane is better than Salah? No, 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 no. no. I think Salah gets too much disrespect. That's why I was trying to give him that whole. I don't you know what? Yeah, I had, I had, I had Mane as the best player in the Premiership last season. Last season, I, I thought Salah was the best player in the Premiership last season. I thought he was better than Salah last season. This wow. season, Salah's just Salah's blowing him out the window because he, he, he hadn't he hadn't scored for like nine games or something this season, isn't it? Yeah, Salah like, scored more done. goals and more and more assists. Yeah, that's true. I feel like I feel like this is the problem with when it comes down to judging places. It was always are they are they excellent on the eye? And everybody thinks because Mane is, that means Salah isn't. No, that's, no, 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 that's, that's not. That's not. I just, I just personally, personally, just thought Mane was just a better footballer, not better footballer, but he was a better player than him last season. Obviously, mm. this season and the season before, there's not that argument isn't there. But last season, I'm saying last season, I thought uh, Mane was better than Salah. But... I think he scored. He scored more. Excuse me. He scored more important goals. I mean, his his goals uh, bought them the most points. And I think what people, I feel like, I've noticed it sometimes last season. I've noticed it a bit more this season. And I think this is what's pissing Mane off, is that my man isn't passing him the ball now. He, like, never, he never did. I don't think they like each other. They I've, always said that. I've, always said, I've always said that. I don't think they like each other. But I think Mane can, he can put up with Salah. But I don't think Salah can put up with Mane. And I, I honestly, like, sometimes you see it, like, oh, what game was it? Was it Crystal Palace? No, it wasn't a Crystal Palace. What was the last game that they played before that where they, they were a bit sketchy as well? Before the Liverpool, uh, before the Spurs game? Oh, uh, uh, I forgot already. Hold on. I'll get out. Fulham. Oh, yeah, when they Yeah, Fulham. 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 Yeah. Yeah. When all you have to do is not the ball to Mane, you know, like they were both through on goal, just, just roll it to Mane. My man tried to do some mad jizzle, jizzazzle thing that he likes to do. And just messed it up, and you can see, you can see in Mane's eyes, and I think that's why Mane reacted like that when he got subbed. Because mm. at the back of his head, he was like, "There's more goals in this for me, but you're bringing me off and bringing him on, where he's gonna score now." And I can see like there's something not quite right. Like you want that in your team, you want your strikers to be competing. So Klopp doesn't have a problem with it. Liverpool fans that have a problem with it, but from the outsiders, we see it a bit different. So we're like, oh, that was a bit off but there. That then again, that leads, that leads into the next question is there's a bit of dissent where Salah is now think there's talk of him wanting to leave Liverpool and go to Real Madrid. I, I said this two years ago. I said if Liverpool win the league after they won the Champions League, if they win the league, Mane or Salah will leave. And I said, I feel like there was more chance it would be Salah leaving than Mane. Because now Salah's proven that he's that good. Real Madrid need like they could do with some like that would be a perfect replacement for someone like Bell, wouldn't it? So 
I can see that happening, then Liverpool can't be mad. He's given mm. them all he could all he could give. He's given them loads in the last couple of years. So I think for both sides, both parties, it, it will be fair if he did, because they've got to get big money for him. And he's they gonna get be, a yeah. move. Yeah. He's gonna get a move that he deserves, isn't it? So mm. Mm. I mean so I, I feel, feel like we'll... Yeah, no, I'm saying, why would you leave to go to Barcelona or Madrid? But it's like they're just still the pinnacle. Like, no matter what they're doing, they're still the pinnacle, isn't it? They are, but you can't look at what they're doing right now, what Liverpool are doing, and think it's it's away now. Yeah, of course not. But but there is, I think for some players, it's it's a dream. And when you get to a certain level where you know that you are capable of achieving that dream, I mean, why not? I mean, when yeah, Ronaldo true. left, when Ronaldo left us, we were better in the Real Madrid. He went to join a team that was starting players like Rest and Drenthe and Fernando Gago in the teams <laughs> consistently, and they didn't achieve. I knew you were going to bring him up. I knew you were going to bring him up. I always said this too first. I always said this too first, but it's facts because they didn't win anything for his first three, four years apart from the Copa del Rey, you know. And yeah. then out of nowhere, they added better players in that midfield. Got Bellwin there, and the Champions League came, and then the Liga came the year before with uh, Mourinho. So you know, it, I guess. Sometimes it's just the, you, what you guys are talking about. You grow up and you talk about those two teams. And in England, it's Liverpool and Man United. But you know the juggernauts are Real Madrid and Barcelona. Barcelona, if Messi was to stay, for example, we still don't know what's happening with that guy. But even the the lure of playing with Daniel Messi, having that opportunity just to play with him, even that's enjoyable in itself. And if he was to go to Barcelona, I'm not going to lie to you, Salah and Messi in the same team, sounds like damage. You know I think so, as well. I think as well, these players are that good that they probably think they improve that team. Mm. So that where they're probably looking at it thinking, okay, they're a bit sketchy at the moment, but if I'm in that team now, this is a this is a next proposition. So Yeah, true. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Be fair enough. Yeah, uh we move on to Southampton nil, Manchester City one. Uh you've got to go Raheem Sterling with a, a tap in from an, another Kevin De Bruyne pass. Not much to talk about the, um, this game. Uh they kept them Quiet, relatively quiet, but it's just one. It's one of those things that's kind of inevitable right now. If he, if he gets that pass in, it's a wrap for, for for some teams. Yeah, I mean that's that's the football they've been playing from day one, essentially, isn't it? Um, but uh, the thing about Kevin De Bruyne is, me, I mean, Kel, Kel says it more than me. Cause I think Kel just says it. That at the end of the day, the, clo- the lack of closing down on a, on a quality player is just very very scary. You know when he goes to that right wing position, you know what's coming. Surely, as a player, who and you know coaches study and they study position every time they do it in the dressing room, they do it the day before. We've seen it with many clubs. There's video evidence of it. Surely, in that position, you got first thing you got to do is, even if I don't know who's in the box, my role right now is to close this player down so he doesn't have the time to whip in a quality ta- uh, quality pass. If you give him if you give him pressure and he still whips in a quality ball, you've done what you can in my my honest opinion, but. This, the football they've been playing for a while. They've been creating less chances, I think, because they've become a bit too one-dynamic with that. Um, I think, if I'm being honest, I feel like they really miss Leroy Sane. I, I think they miss him, man. The quality... I think Leroy Sane misses Leroy Sane right now, to be honest but, with you. Well, to be fair, yeah. But the quality that guy kept brought off the bench for City at times was just devastating. And I never really deeped it till once I, when I went to Old Trafford with um, our other co-host, Darren, and... He came off the bench and immediately goal, and I was just like, "Wow, that, that's quality." But other than that, they're just still trying to find their feet this season, in my opinion. I don't think they've been shockingly bad, but it's just not being at the heights that everyone else 
would expect them to be at, if that makes sense. I think they're doing better this season than last. Well, yeah, because everyone, well, that's because everyone else was so far behind Liverpool. Maybe it's just yeah. Liverpool doing worse. That's what it is. Because Liverpool have Maybe. won. They, Liverpool won every game at this point. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so it's just Liverpool doing worse then. <laughs> that's what it is for me. I don't think City mm. are doing any better than last year or whatever. I think they, I think he's lost the players. Oh. I think he's lost the players. I think there's only so much you can do, especially with that sort of football that they're playing. There's only so much without changing the team, without freshening it up by bringing in two, three players every year. There's only so much you can do before yourself as a player starts thinking, gosh, this is tiring, especially if you're not winning. When you're winning, mm. you don't feel it. So when they're not winning, they feel it a lot more. Like Liverpool must be knackered. Like what they've been doing for the last <laughs> two, three, three years. Four, yeah, yeah, yeah. They must be knackered. And we saw it at the first end of Klopp's first season. The players looked tired with, with five, ten games to go. Like, and you're seeing it again now with them that they're getting those niggly strains and stuff because keeping up with that sort of intensity is mad but yeah Man City they've lost their like you're saying Leroy Sane and Silva mm. Silva's been the best well, probably the best player for the last 10 years for them and company as well and they haven't replaced any of them mm. haven't replaced any of them so that leaves more on people like Sterling and that and as much as I love Sterling like he's He's in between. Sometimes he's just brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And then, but when you need him on that last, get your team through to the Champions League final, open goal, <laughs> man can flip that off his kneecap. He can, he can just do a madness. Like he can run through your whole team and score. But then when you need him in that decisive moment, my man's tripping over or balls hit him in the back of his head, just, just bare crazy stuff. And I think that is a problem for uh, Guardiola. And I think, Guardiola is getting found out because he's always got the best team with the most money in the countries that he's managing. Mm. So how do we know how good this guy actually is? Because, you know, we could, we could, we could make Man City good, man. Like we could play football manager, scout, scout all them, <laughs> the youngsters and say, yeah, let's get these guys in. And we would give it a shot. So well, this, this is the challenge though, isn't it? It's, mm. he hasn't, he hasn't had to build a team. I mean, I get, I think when he went to Bar um, uh, Barcelona, he managed Barca B for a bit. So all he had to do was upgrade the youngsters a little bit into the yeah, first team. Which that's what he, he done. And then mix them in with the players he had there. But he had he was, he was poor with the Zlatan signing. As in Zlatan did well at Barca because he needs numbers. But yeah. he wasn't a fit and their the relationship broke down. Um Bayern Munich, to be honest, I think they see him not as a failure, but not as a complete success because they had won the treble. Yeah, and they had the squad to go and win another Champions League, and he didn't achieve that. Yeah. Yes, they lost to Barcelona, who went on to win it. They lost to Real Madrid, who went on to win it. But they were also a top side, and the manner of which they lost those games was why they feel like that was a failure, or mm -hmm. uh, not so much a success anyway. Um, and at City, you know, we all know that City were building the club for him. We know that all his um, the members of staff that came to the boardroom and uh, the coaching staff, they were all for him. So when he came in. It was the most comfortable environment and he spent money. The first season finished fourth, just about to spend, allowed to spend more money on the defence again. Like, we saw these things ourselves. So the building process now is different because Fernandinho's older. 
Sergio Aguero's older. Kevin De Bruyne's not too far from 30 now. Um, yeah, 29. Yeah, uh-huh. 29. You know, um, so it's these things now where it's like, okay, you're losing these other key players. It took you a whole year and a bit to finally buy a replacement for company in Diaz. So you really you have to be a bit more proactive. You have to be a bit more alert in trying to win or trying to get these things moving. So, has, has he signed he a world class player? Has he signed a world class player? I'm trying to think of his signings. Did he sign De Bruyne? No, no. So who? What world class signing has he made? He spent tons of money, and like the fact that we're all here, you're all looking left corner, right corner. Everyone's <laughs> looking to the sky. To me, that, that's the difference, isn't it? Like, that's, that's, that's worrying. I'm very you've got unlimited money, and you haven't got a world class player. You haven't signed a world class player. It's because I'm stiff with. I'm very stiff with the world class term. I know there's a lot okay. of people that come and tell you that. Yeah, example, I, I, yeah, I heard that. We had Maris as world class, which I do not that's agree not whatsoever. That's but that's because that's people call him like one of the best players in the league and one of the best players in the world. I look at him, I know he's got fantastic dribbling, but is he? Is he was one of the best players when Leicester won the league. That was it. There that one go. season. Exactly. One season. Then again, I think I think um, I think Sterling. Sterling came a year before, but that was a signing for he him made, because he he, he identified him, yeah. Sterling when he was at Bayern as a player yeah. that he wanted to play. He wanted to manage. And then they the city didn't get in Sterling, so I think that was that was that was one. So Sterling won. Then again, I think he made him world class. I don't think I think he had he had world class. He had, was a potential world class talent. But I think yeah. he made him world class. So maybe maybe one. But that's, okay. So for me, that's shocking. Like for for someone that is like seen as one of the best, you've you're the one with the most money in the world. Not even just the country. Like probably the most money in the world. Like he should be doing better. Like. Mendy hardly plays. Laporte's just always injured. Stones has just been. Yeah, like they just they've spent so much. Literally, they spent more on their defense than most teams like spending their full team in ten years. Mm. Like it's just bad. That's why I think he's probably getting a bit found out now, and it's a whole rebuild job that he needs to catch Liverpool and. Man, Man United are coming back in there now. Chelsea are coming back in there. Like, I'm, I'm stressed out, man. I'm stressed out. Why <laughs> <laughs> they're stressed out? <laughs> we'll move on to oh, how fortunate! Tottenham nil, Leicester City two. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, obviously, there's yeah, boy. <laughs> obviously, obviously, there's a there's a reason why there's those first fans on this week. Otherwise. <laughs> Oh yeah, we, we, I'll be digging into them because um, Jamie Vardy penalty, who smashed it straight down the middle, um, and Toby Alderweireld an own goal, which had a sense of un, uh, misfortune with it. But another game, another time that they were completely, I want to say dominated, but maybe outplayed. Mm-hmm. But this time, the team that was up against them took their chances, like Liverpool did uh, last week as well. So well, is that is that what happens when they go up against Mourinho's side? You have to you have to beat them, otherwise they they're potential title contenders. Well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, now you know what there is. Leicester, Leicester, Leicester fully deserve their win. Firstly, Serge Aurier, right? I remember watching All for Nothing or or, oh. or Nothing, sorry, um, just like a month ago, and in the dressing room, Mourinho's words to him in one game was, "Sometimes I'm scared of playing." you because you will go and do something stupid and concede a penalty. 
Yeah. I don't know why he felt the need to literally show the barge straight into the back. I'm going to pause you there for a second, Coach. Because you remember um, maybe last week, maybe two weeks ago, when it was a certain field podcast with uh, when Arsenal just lost in the North London derby. And they were saying that Serge Aurier is now better and improved under Mourinho's guidership. <laughs> he is. I'll tell you why he is. Because he doesn't do it every week now. Ah, okay. So is that... Like, is that <laughs> no, no. Like, let's be honest. Like, Aurier used to do something... He used to do at least one or two stupid things a game. Like, whether it would be him just being in some mad position or him just... Like, like you say, and push someone on the floor. Just he'll do something stupid every game, yeah. but mm-hmm. now he's doing it one every five games, so that's an improvement. So okay, I concede. He's he's not he's not horrible anymore. He won't, he won't be there. He's just season. bad. Yeah, he won't be there. They 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 signed Doherty thinking that he would be able to, but Doherty can't play. He can't play in a four. Yeah, so that's why that's why he's not being playing. Um. But Serge, yeah, man, I'm happy when I see Serge because I was just thinking, boy, this guy's gonna do a Mustafi today. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, he, he, his mistake was horrible. And um, shout to Jimmy Vardy for causing havoc because the way he gave um, Alderweireld hell in that game, I call it hell because it was pure hell for Alderweireld. Hmm. I've seen, I haven't seen him struggle like that in ages. He just couldn't deal with him. Um, but after they got their second goal, they did what they should have done. They did a Mourinho, Mourinho. There's no need to keep attacking kept it short, assertive, and the problem with Tottenham is this. Tottenham fans have been complaining about it this week because it's finally dawned on them that Stone and Kane will get you goals, but you cannot always just rely on those two. And any team that's won a title has had goals from everywhere. Fact. End of discussion. So simple. So it won't be just those two players that will get you even close to challenging for the title. You need more. Yeah. And, and Dombele doesn't score enough. Marcelo doesn't score enough. Bergvine has been poor so far. Bell, I don't mind telling us he's, he's brilliant and that. Like, well, because yeah. he, he, he had a good start and he found some decent level of form, but he hasn't reached any sort when of he, height. When he first joined, they scored goals, didn't it? Like first couple of games and that my man was doing that celebration. Stevie Wonder, like, innit? That, 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 yeah. that, that was that was the commentary. That's but no, I, I feel um, like his 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 performance against uh, Liverpool was horrendous. Oh, oh, he scored, and he had two scored chances. Twice. And he yeah. had the two chances to uh, save his like performances. Lacazette's like got a, a lovely yeah. header as well, by the way. A lovely yeah, header. Fantastic no, header. I don't care. That's my oh, guy, okay. man. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah, no. They, you know, you, you need more. Gareth Bell has not found any sort of form, which is now making me feel like, wow, Zidane was completely and 100% no, right. You know, what, you know what that is, though? Like, my, I thought Bell was going to come back and smash this up here. But you know what? I don't think you... He, they thought he's going to come back and he's going to be with everybody that loves him in it. So I think that mm. initially thought they were good, that was going to give him a boost, yeah. But mm. have you ever been out of doing something for a year and a half or two years and just jump and in. then try to jump in? And yeah. the thing is, if this was Spurs two, three years ago, where they weren't, were they challenging for the league or whatever, he would be in that team playing every week. Like, mm. But now... Spurs are seen as a top team. They can't risk playing someone into form. They can't just have him being a passenger in it. So yeah. it could take time, but at the same time, Mourinho might be like, boy, this is 16 games gone now. Like, mm. big man, you're gonna have to start doing something because this is only a loan, in it. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna send you back, I'm gonna send you back to Madrid soon. So you then again, 
I don't see why he can't get games because it's not like every anybody on that right hand side is pulling up any trees. Because Lucas Moura, he's not a defender. He's not a defender. I don't think he has the legs for it anymore. On the yeah, regular. that's it. Mm. He hasn't got the legs. And maybe put him a bit more central somewhere because he's still got a shot, of course. He's still, he's still wonderfully technical. He can create here and there. He can score goals from distance. So maybe put him in the central role, but then that would require Tottenham change in formation, possibly. And I don't think Mourinho is prepared to do that anytime soon. This is why they won't win the league, because people no, say they won't, can't... they won't win the league because they're Tottenham. That's that. That's that. <laughs> no, but they I, I don't know you continue. Can't win um, the league uh, counter-attacking, but Leicester won it counter-attacking, so you can do it. Mm. But I think Chelsea as well. Yeah, I think like like you say, you need the goals, man. But if you take Son and Kane out, there's just no goals. Like there's literally no goals. So mm. if them two are having a bad day or a stink or whatever, that's it. Game that done. said, though, I am surprised that Mourinho doesn't like to bring on Carlos Vinicius because he wasn't even he wasn't even on the bench in the exactly. last exactly. And so... you brought him on as obviously a backup to Kane, which is fine because Kane's your main mm. man. But the guy in the last couple of years has had a goal-scoring record of winning two. So he's obviously mm. got something about him in terms of finding goals. So why not sometimes change it to a two up front, maybe put Son maybe just behind them? I don't know. Just, you know, you have to mix and match in these games because Mourinho's won titles here before. So that means we know he knows what it takes to win it. But it's, it's what are you doing with this team? Up. Maybe he doesn't yeah. believe in some of the players that they've signed. No, and that, that's still a problem. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but they, they damn well deserve to lose that game. That's there's no there's no discussion about that. And he said he, they played well. And he said I, they played well. I, I don't <laughs> think they played well at all, to be honest. And he said that's, that, that's, well. that's straight from the book of Mikel Arteta. We dominated, <laughs> but blah, yeah, we still managed to lose. Yeah, listen, yeah. No, I think he got that. I think he got that off Mourinho because when Mourinho came out and was like, <laughs> we played better right. than play better than Liverpool and that, yeah. I was like, whoa. But well, in yeah, his but... head, in his head, they did play better because. I always said that these two, they set out their tactics and I think they both executed their tactics exactly how they wanted to execute them. It's just that Bergwijn didn't score. Kane didn't score. Kane didn't score. I think they had, I think, I think Tottenham, if Tottenham won that game, we're talking about Mourinho Masterclass here. They they always talk about it. They always talk about it. They they, 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 they said the Masterclass when we played Spurs last year. That was was nonsense. And and, and Kolasinic gave them the ball. To mm. score two goals and that they were like that was a masterclass. That was a masterclass. That was just no, us being this, bad. The way the way Son scored and the chances Harry Kane and um, Bergwijn had, mm. they 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 were big. They were big chances. They were bigger chances than what uh, what uh, Liverpool had. So I think if yeah. they if they score those goals because it would have it would have been a route if it would have been a four four one four two. Yeah. So Some, I think it would have been a masterclass, but it, goal, it is. Son's goal wasn't even a chance. That well, wasn't a chance. a chance. That is a chance. Because a chance. no, because because he done it though. Like I'm saying, if that was any other player, probably Mane and Salah. But most other players would have even got there. They would have. I mean, like in terms of that's son excellent. Pass. Was a good pass. I know, but, that, but not. But most other strikers wouldn't have got away from the defense. Is what I'm trying to say, basically. So I that's think team, that's. that's know, I'm saying that's more to do with the excellence of Son than anything else. Yeah. That's, that, that's, that's just the way I see it. Like, I mean, if that's, me personally, if that's, he's not getting away. <laughs> oh, yeah, but that, that's, 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 just, he's slower, that's true. That's a pass backwards, mate. Yeah, he's slower. Well, but I mean, you, you, to the, the fair point you made earlier was 
you're talking about Fabinho and goals coming or opportunities coming from his side and Son's goal came from his side. The yeah. two Bergvine chances came from his side. Bergvine's finishing yeah. was pretty poor. You know what that is as well? That's where Trent pushes yeah. and Jones, they, they were saying he had an amazing game. Yes, on the ball he had an amazing game, but he was a liability going backwards because he was out of position for those two chances and was out. He didn't track Son on that goal. He just let him mm. go in it. So... That's where the, their tight ship, that's where you could get at them at the moment because Jones is still young. He hasn't quite got into how Klopp does his thing. And yeah, I think that's how you could get at them, but no one no one ain't getting at them <laughs> realistically. Hmm. Now, but. Fair enough, fair yeah. enough. Um, we'll move on. Manchester United 6, Leeds United 2. Um, Scott McTominay. Living up to the name, nickname Stop McSauce for the first oh, time ever because those goals are unbelievable. Matt Muffin, bro. Matt Muffin. They were awesome. I, the, the, first, the, first, the finish for the first one? Yeah, the finish for the second first one. one. Yeah. I can't the lie second to you, one yeah. was cold, man. I can't lie to you. Yeah. I, I, I didn't even celebrate those goals. I literally sat in my front of the TV like this. Right? <laughs> it didn't make sense. The no. strike was clean for the first one. The second one, the fact that he even took a step over, touched. He was surprised himself. On the first goal, you saw the surprise <laughs> in his face. He was like, whoa. Man's yeah. good, you know. But the second one, man did a slide here, went to the camera and went, it's on. I don't even know what that means. Oh, <laughs> no. I don't know what that means. Because I don't know what you're talking about being on. Maybe a hat trick. I'm hoping that's what you're talking about. Because if it's something else. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon, I reckon it's that. Yeah, I reckon yeah. it's that. Which he should have got. Which he should have got. But Fernandez taking over. No, listen, listen, listen. He's taking that away from him. Listen, nah. I, I'm not gonna lie to you here. I'm not here for all that sort of you know story, hit story, fairy tale, or whatever hat trick or stuff. Bruno's penalty taker. Let him take it. That's racism, nah, man. That's racism, man. When <laughs> <laughs> that was Rashford, he gave him the ball. Did he give Rashford the ball for the same thing to get get his hat trick? Or when Rashford hadn't scored for a while, actually, Rashford hadn't scored for a while, innit? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Hey, so that, yeah, 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 yeah. Scott's not, not a goal scorer, so I guess it didn't really matter. But bro, he would have been the end of the game. It was 5-2 at that point. I don't point care, in time. you know. <laughs> I don't care, you know. No, nah, bro, bro the, the stat pad of strikes again. That's what I was saying. Listen, but here's the thing. Now, um, I was quite shocked by the performance. And Pogba was no, exactly. And, yeah, he's like, no, but at the beginning of the game, I was like, yeah, you know This is what I don't like, though. Like, Ole hasn't got not like no one's giving him ratings for what he done. Like, no, a no. man, he made these changes, all the changes worked, and a man is still saying, Why is Pogba not playing like, at the end of the game? Oh, like, why are you still going after him? Let me land, let me land, <laughs> let, let me land. land. But I want to know the rest of your fans while well, going for them. Like, Oh yeah, yeah, because you know, because the guy's on four minutes, so I get, I can understand yeah. why they were asking that question, and it makes sense. But oh, and I was, was saying, I was at the beginning because, like we said, we ain't Recently, seen Daniel yeah. James. Pardon? Last game, one, two games, and that. That's yeah. He's been out. He was injured before, wasn't he? Yeah, he was injured. Yeah, he had COVID. He obviously, took him time to get into form. Yeah, but... COVID. Yeah, yeah. Pog- Pogba. Yeah, Pogba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. So um, uh, I let him off. Yeah. So obviously, he came into form. <laughs> he came into form, but when he got dropped for Daniel James, my only issue with Daniel James was I haven't seen you. Like yeah, no yeah, one's seen. So where has this where has this like, come from? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, COVID. Yeah, COVID still. Yeah, well, but um, you know, he, he comes in, he comes in, and obviously he's done his thing very well. 
he scored a goal, he pressed well. Obviously, his speed was a factor in that as well. So the tactics worked. And this is the first time as well that uh, we've seen Scott McTominay actually do box to box properly because he's done that at a, a, a younger level. So that was naturally his game. But and if you watch, go back to watch some of his highlights as a young player, he was actually scoring goals a lot more than you've ever seen him before, do before. So when he was doing it in this game, I was shocked. By the end of the game, I was like, so you had this in your locker, so why have you stopped doing it? Is it a tactical thing? Nah, nah, I don't know, nah, whatever. Nah, I know about that, man. That's just a fluke, man. It's like when, nah. when Fl- Flamini scored two in one game one time. I remember that. But yeah, no, um, it's a deserved win. Um, everyone played well. I can't complain about anyone's performances. Yeah. Um, the tactic worked, the selection worked. Um, Leeds scored one terrific goal, I would say, at the end, the last one. Um, I had the only thing I could complain about is why is Fred marking Liam Cooper? That's a mismatch of all mismatches. But other than that, it was a deserved win, and uh, yeah, decided to complain about. And the, the only shock is we are game in hand away from being two points off top. And I don't want any United fans yeah. listening to this to get excited because yeah, listen, we've that. been we've been here before, so calm yourselves down. But it is a good spot to be in. However, we still out got not out of the Champions League in the group stages, so don't ever forget that. Um, but Ollie's we, at the wheel still, yeah. What wheel? <laughs> don't United wheel. You talking, you're talking about, you're talking about them, you're talking about them pepper pig things you, you find in Westfield, the ones that the kids jump on. Yeah, yeah not, that exactly. Not, the one he's yeah, got yeah. on the Man United bus. <laughs> there, there is no United bus, sir. <laughs> Livey. Ollie's at the wheel, bro. Um, <laughs> last game, I was Chelsea 3, West Ham 0. Um, I thought that was a Carlin Cup game, you know. I thought that was a League Cup game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie, I thought it was a League Cup game, and then it's only this morning when I um, cl- I clocked, I don't even know, like I saw everyone getting gassed, like, yeah, we moved up in the league, and I was like, what? That was a League Cup game, Lord, like, what are you not talking mm. about? I didn't realize yeah. it was a Premiership game, <laughs> man. I was watching that yesterday, thinking this is a Cup game, and that, but yeah. Uh, Thiago Silva scored the uh, the first goal, free header. I'm pretty sure you'd like to talk about defending there. Um, oh, bro, bro. <laughs> Why is Thiago hit. Silva running through for a free header? What logic is behind that? Real talk. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, don't know. I'll, tell, I'll tell you what the logic is, but go on. No, I know but, what's the logic. Uh, the logic is... Like, we've done a lot of this in coaching, yeah, about the zonal thing, yeah. Mm. So this is why you get them silly mismatches, like Fred marking mm-hmm. whoever, bloody El Nani marking the tallest centre-back on the pitch. Like, these guys are supposed to be blockers, yeah, but these men have no sense in their head, in it. So when they're blocking, them man they're putting hands on people's faces, putting their fingers up noses, doing bare, just bare madness. And, like, zonal can work if your team are drilled and they've got sense in it, but most players don't have no sense anymore. So it doesn't work. And I think the reason why so many people are persevering with zonal is because they don't want to blame anyone. Like if you go man for man, you like, if you lose your man, okay, it was his fault. He's the one to blame in it. But also as well, a lot of these teams now they're not built like they were back in the day. So, like, a lot of these teams are small, in it? Like, I was preening it, like, against Burnley. We only had two people that were, like, that could actually head a ball, and that was our two centre-backs. So, if they've got four or five people to mark, and you've only got two people that can actually head, 
Mm. You can't do man to man in it, but yeah. when you do zonal, we got you get a Bamyang scoring own goals. It's like you just get bare. Just yesterday's one was just so bad. It was so bad. Like I just don't. Like, he just. Bro, oh I'm no, happy, man. I'm happy you said that. Like, this is why I because I, I do obviously I coach as well, and I've never in my life coached zonal marking because I hate it. Yeah, because you can't, you can't, because most people are not smart enough to do it, so you exactly. can't do it. So if you I can coach a player how to position themselves, go wide, go um, goal side, you know, and use if you're shorter than someone on first rate of a mismatch, learn how to use your body instead to maybe unbalance them or something. I rather teach that and then you go man to man because zonal is very reckless. Like you said, if your players don't have common sense, you have loads of players running into your box freely. Mm-hmm. And having the freedom, Burnley took advantage of it against them. Um, who did they just beat? Wolves. Very simple. F- f- the central free kick whipped out wide. Ben Mee is by himself at the, <laughs> the other side of the box, so he has it back freely. And you've got Ashley Barnes by himself, waiting for anything to happen. Deflection, deflection, fourteen bank goal. It's that kind of stuff. You're not helping yourself in that situation. You just got. You have to man mark, in my opinion. It's just. It doesn't work. Man marking. And zonal marking has got even less effective since VAR is coming as well. Exactly. Because now you can't even cheat. You can't even pull a man's shirt. You can't <laughs> do none of that. So it just doesn't make sense. Like, Elneny was so lucky not to get sent off against Burnley as well. Mm. Because my man, I don't even know what, what he was doing. Like, Stupid. just on us, just, um, I don't know. Like, that man forget that there's cameras everywhere. Like, they're just forgetting it. So yeah, I, I hate zonal marking. I see, I see why teams do it, but you can only do. It. I think you can only do it in Italy, where that man there actually drilled to defend. You can't can't do it in this country because these man just. I don't know, man. Like, I just don't know. I just give up on zonal marking, man. Like I do see the argument for it, but it's not working for anyone. Like not one Premiership team can tell me it's working. Yeah, so, absolutely not. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Tammy Abraham got two. Um, one one, I think both are very, very good goals, very good strikers' goals. Um yeah, yeah, strikers yeah. goals, yeah. Good good poacher for the first for the first one. And the second one, that was a great finish. I mean, another yeah, another angle, poacher. Yeah. yeah, especially at the angle, very good finish. Um two players that they bought this season that haven't exactly hit the uh uh haven't exactly upset that set the, the barn on fire. Kai Havertz and Timo Werner. Timo Werner might be a bit harsh considering he's playing well. He's just not scoring. Kai Havertz, that's, that's a different, that's a different uh, conversation. Um, let's talk about Timo Werner first. Why, why is he suddenly on this, this, this goal drought? You go, you go, you go. I think he's. I think for for for. I think he, the reason why he's setting up like this is to keep everybody happy. Okay. End of the day, Werner should be playing as a striker. He's not playing as a striker because he has to keep Tammy Abraham and Giroud happy. Like, no matter what anyone says, Giroud is going to get you goals. He may not be a starting striker now just because of his age anyway. So he's he's on a slow decline anyway. Tammy, it's just too hit and miss, isn't it? He's getting goals, but he's too hit and miss when you really, really need him, in it? Like he gets Spurs, they needed him. He didn't. He didn't finish his chances, in it? But, Werner out of the three is the only one that can play in multiple positions, like mm. across the front. So that's why he's playing out on the left. And he probably doesn't feel that comfortable doing it. I think he just, he probably need. I don't know, because he, he has scores. So it's not like he needs a goal to get 
firing, but I, I just think don't. Rough, I, I think recently he does, to be honest with you. I mean, you say that as well, that like he's playing out of position, but he's getting loads of chances. He's just yeah, missing. Yeah, loads. Hitting across bars, just yeah. flopping. And yeah, that, that is, that's definitely confidence, isn't it? And I think he's never had to come back from anything. Like, I know the German league is good, and I know that they have the best, probably arguably the best team in, in the in the world at the moment, um, in Bayern. Mm. But it's just not the same. Like I just don't feel like the pressure's the same for mm. strikers in front of goal. Like we've got Tuba Moting going and playing for like I just don't get it. Like it, 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 <laughs> we just get <laughs> oh, that that thing, that hurts me so much, man. It's just too funny. But like all of our youngsters are now going to Germany to make a career because. I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit easier. It's a little bit less pressure. I don't know, but with the yeah, Timo just needs a goal in it. But he needs a he needs a sick goal. I think that's what he needs. I think he he needs a goal where he runs past two or three people, Thierry Henry slot far corner. Mm. Then he's happy in it, and then might see a bit more from him. But I think Lampard's got to be brave and say to Giroud and Tammy like, "This is my main guy." Like it or lump it, sort of thing, in it, like and just play him in his natural ways, most happiest playing in it because he's the future. He's the future. Mm. I mean, Tommy's the future as well, to be honest with you. He's getting goals. He usually, I, I agree that he, he's, he's hit and miss sometimes, but he's getting he's got more goals than yeah. uh, Werner. Um, Kai Havertz as well, another young German. Everybody says that the reason he's not playing well at Chelsea at Chelsea is because the 10 doesn't exist anymore. Is that an excuse, or is it simply that he just hasn't found his hasn't found his feet, or that, uh, that's that's another excuse to be honest? Well, with well, to be fair, he's an, he's another one that got COVID, so I, I've got <laughs> I've got time for him to find himself before he gets back to his full fitness. Um, and then he had COVID, and Tina made a different one. He was he was awful <laughs> before, though. He's awful now. So there's no Kai Havertz was good in Germany, so I don't think that yeah. does make it. Like, uh, which is quite different. There is Havertz. Havertz didn't even play too much of a ten role of Leverkusen, but it was the the role that he played in terms of almost being like a ten, like out of the midfield three that they would play. He would be the one that would move on versus advance. He'd run beyond the striker enough times. He would be he's just he's most like Deli Ali, right? Yeah, he's a he's a central mm. player. Like he has no business on the wing, and the same way he's suffering is the same way Miss and Matt were suffering earlier in the season where he was put on the left for some reason. When you put players in their position to thrive they will thrive. But he's being sacrificed because Lampard would rather have Mount or Kovacic in that middle next to Kante and if Jorginho plays, Jorginho. So he's the one that's being put in a position. But then the difficulty is, when Ziyech is fit, where does he fit in? So mm. I don't know if there's a... I don't know if there's a win-win for him right now. I think Lampard needs to be a bit more flexible. Um, if you're not sure about ways to fit him in, my best solution would probably be, be easing him bit by bit. There's nothing wrong with benching a player. Look, I understand in, in football, everything is the fee now. It's got it's changed. You know, you could sign a player for, I guess, 30 million was the big fee maybe 15 years ago. And if there were new players, like, okay, let's see how they develop, take their time, you know, a bit more. They're still impatient, but their level of impatience now is different because 72 million is also a big fee. So they're expecting goals, 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 assists, assists. Assist. That's not how football works. It's never been that mm. simple. And some players hit the ground like a house on fire. That's fantastic for them. Some players don't. But, you know, it doesn't always work out for everyone straight away. He's young enough to um, pull it back, in my opinion. So I've got time for him. He's a good player. 
He hasn't lost any think, of his quality. Yeah, he, I don't think Lampard feels confident with him. I don't feel feel like I don't feel like Lampard signed him. I don't feel like he's there for Lampard. I think these players that have been brought in, I think they're being brought in for what's coming after Frank. I think mm. Frank's only been brought in for two, three years. Listen, steady the ship. We've got someone else that we want to come in, but we can't get him right now. So please just steady the ship for us. Frank done amazing last year. Like, no one can knock what he done last year. He didn't expect it. It worked in his favour that he couldn't sign any players because he was able to play players that wouldn't probably wouldn't have played if he was able to bring in players. So yeah. like playing like all the youngsters and stuff. James was, yeah, it was all yeah. because he couldn't sign any players, so they had to play, sort of thing. Mm. So I think that worked in their favor. But I don't know, like, if someone costs that much money, you would be playing them, man. Like, I know, like, Koji says, it's just inflation, bear mad. There's just politics as to why someone would cost that much money, but and it's not the player's fault either. Like, he, he, no. ne- he never woke up in the morning and said, I want to cost 72 million pounds or whatever, <laughs> did he? So you got to have a little bit of uh and he's young right Koji says he's got he's got more than enough time to bring it back in it but i think lampard has in his head what made the teams that he played in successful and i'm wondering if he's trying to sort of emulate those sort of teams and i i can't see at the moment who Havertz would imitate from the the the, the teams that Lampard played in, if that makes I think, sense. That. I think he could not be a Lampard, but in terms of a goal threat from midfield, he carries the biggest goal threat because he has a proven goal scorer from midfield. Yeah. Mount is someone that I feel like should score lo- loads of goals. He should. Like, yeah, I feel like Mount but, is... I think Mount is Lampard's replacement. I feel like that was... I feel like Mount. that's what Lampard yeah. thinks, though. Because yeah. I, I don't... Like you said, I don't think Mount starts anywhere else. Other than in a Lampard Chelsea, I don't think he starts in a Chelsea without Lampard. It's like, no, but things got the same thing though. Because remember, like with Southgate, where Grealish was man of the match, and then my man's talking about Mount. Like, why are you talking like, that? Yeah, we asked you, we <laughs> asked you, like, you were asked about Grealish, and then mm. you started talking about, yeah, you know, when Mount came on, you know, he, he can't take the ball both ways, you know, like, you know, he, he injected a bit of this into the game. And then there's obviously something that everybody loves about this Mount, whether it's yeah. what they see in training or whatever. There's something that they love about Mount in it. And like you're saying, probably Arsenal, because like, we, we ain't got no we ain't got no players, but <laughs> <laughs> any of the, the top six or so, I, I don't know. Like, I can't see him getting in any of those teams, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's the that's the Premier League. Uh, all the all the big guys wrapped up. We must end now. So, big gunner, where can they find you? Yeah, so I'm the away day show on Twitter and Instagram, and I'm big gunner on YouTube, man. And guys, thank you so much for inviting me on. And everybody that's watching, please like and subscribe to these guys because they've got the football knowledge. No no lies here. What they talk. So, guys, follow these guys. Love them. I love it. I was saying to you because you invited me onto your show. <laughs> Literally yesterday, as well. Yesterday, yeah. Um, yeah. We spoke about um, Grace from League 11, had a nice debate about um, <laughs> players and why Eden Hazard should not be in the Premier League 11. So put that in there. Um, but um, who was there over him? That wasn't so, my decision, man. That yeah, it wasn't his decision. decision. So, um, uh, what, what, Prime, Prime Chelsea fan, yeah. 
he put um, Henri on the left, didn't it? Because it was there was no rule. It was forwards. No, no, there's there no rule. It wasn't like it has to be yeah, there was no. Rule. It's just forwards. Yeah, it's just forwards. forwards. So you just you just dash him on the left side anyway, because you want Terry in there, and then you can. He wanted um, Ghana to struggle with strikers because there's so many you can put in there, in it. And then last second, he gave him back Henri. So he gave me. I put Drogba in there, mm. and then at the last minute, he changed his mind. He's like, "No, you can have Henri as the striker, so I could bring someone else in." And then we're thinking he's bringing in someone, someone good. And then my man says Hazard. <laughs> <laughs> Like, there you go. I knew he was going to do it as well. I knew he was going to do it. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, was, I was half in between him and Giggs, innit? But he went, he went, he went, he went Hazard. So. Oh, Should have put Perez in there. Anyway. Yeah, Kojo. Kojo. I'm not going to like Kojo. Kojo. There you go, man. Bring him up. That's why we're friends. <laughs> That's why we're friends. Coach, <laughs> anyway. where can they find us? Uh, you can find us obviously right here on YouTube at Freeman for Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Freeman Field, and you can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcast, Freeman for Podcast. This has been another episode of Freeman for Podcast. Good night.